It's more than just talking cards. It's a collection conversation with the pros. This is Off Center with Tony Reed. Hey, we're back for episode 14 of Off Center with Tony Reed. We're going to feature LaVon Kirkland on the episode. We're also featuring in studio co host John Vavakis. Hello, Tony. How's it going? Glad, glad to see you brought me back. Yeah, yeah. I, it's kind of like, you know, you you had a good thing going. Yeah. Right? You had, you and Chad had your little uh, thing little going here, your little fling here. Yeah. But you got to understand, sometimes you got to downgrade, right? <laughs> you can't always have somebody smart, talented, articulate, and with the voice of a radio angel. Yeah. Sometimes you just, have you to know. settle for Chad. Yeah, you got to get the, you, you yeah. got to find the, the girl at the end of the bar. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> With that being said, uh, LaVon Kirkland. Pittsburgh Steelers have one of the richest traditions of linebackers in the history of the sport. We know that very well. But one name that probably isn't mentioned as often as it probably should be is that of LaVon Kirkland. A Clemson grad and South Carolina native was a two-time pro bowler, two-time all-pro, two-time team MVP, and was named NFL All-Decade Team of the 90s, all while wearing the black and gold. After a season each with the Seahawks and Eagles, the stocky, speedy standout called it a career after the 2002 season. He recorded over 1,000 tackles, had 11 interceptions in his career. In retirement, Kirkland moved up the linebacking coaching ranks over the years from high school to college and eventually to the NFL. So just a stud. I know we talked about this uh, a few minutes ago. With, like we said, the rich, you know, we can go the the Lamberts, the the Hams. The, we, we, can, we can list 20 good linebackers the Steelers had. But LaVon, he was just so different. That's what you mentioned. In the interview, he'll mention it as well. But that core they had with, with Chad Brown, with you know, you know, the late, great Kevin Green, with LaVon himself and Greg Lloyd, that was a bad, bad squad. Yeah, but then Kirkland was a little bit, a little bit different. Because, again, like I said, he was that first big linebacker who could run. You know, looked like a defensive tackle. You know, but could could run like a linebacker, and it was it was a it was a, a sight to behold when you saw him out there. Yeah, like we mentioned, like we were kind of vision, you know, bring up conjuring up images in our mind. You know, the big wide ninety nine that was back when the shoulder pads were still monstrous. He was maybe six two, probably two seventy, two eighty. He just looked like a truck. He was he was square. Yeah, literally, he literally, he literally was. Literally yeah, was. <laughs> he literally was square. So we have a great interview with with LaVon Kirkland. Without further ado, we'll jump into that. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going well. Good, it's good. Going well, despite the time we're going through. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Try and try and bring some some uh, levity and change the topic and do so, some lighthearted stuff once in a while. I think that might uh might help out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes you have to turn with the news. So yeah. it sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, you're a high-level athlete from a young age, and obviously a, a college, you know, Clemson football Hall of Famer. Your your elite career in the pros with the Steelers. And do you do you remember the very first time you signed your autograph? Do you remember the story or the or the situation when when that happened? It wasn't during high school, but it was during my first year in college. And they usually have like a family day and a well, fan appreciation day. And all the fans come out, and nobody knew who exactly I was. But one kid did come up to my table and asked me for an autograph, and that was the first time I signed an autograph. And um, it was a lot of fun. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't really, I didn't have it down. <laughs> it really took me a little longer to sign it, but. That's funny because so many guys I talk to say that exact same thing. Then you know, the first time you do it, it's like, how do I even want to, <laughs> you know, sign yeah, sign like, it? Do I write? Yeah, you start writing like you normally write your name, or you normally write a word or a sentence. So it's not very fluid that very first time. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, so that speaking of that signature and and fan interactions at whatever level, like we said, whether it be college, pros, or, or post career, is there a memorable fan interaction or fan story that that sticks out to you in your mind? Yeah. Well, actually, there is. What the first time I started getting some notice um, in college, a fan wanted me to sign their body part. <laughs> is funny and ultimately what do you do with that what do you you know what I mean <laughs> it's on your leg what do you <laughs> well because you want to show them your appreciation for even wanting your autograph yeah I've always said that you know I'm, I'm just really blessed that people even want my autograph sure but when somebody does a body part you're like oh okay <laughs> and, <laughs> but I signed it though <laughs> I didn't want to disappoint them yeah absolutely so uh, going on to the professional level, obviously a, a great Steelers linebacker in that whole pantheon of great Steelers linebackers. You're definitely right right in that mix at the top of the list. Your rookie cards appeared in 1992. You had one for Tops, one for Game Day, and, and a few others. Do you remember the first time you saw yourself on a on a card, whether it be a rookie card or, or a whole different card for that matter? Awesome. So, what 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 fun fact would you want to have had on the back of a card that maybe never never appeared on a card for whatever reason? Oh man, what fun fact do I want to have? Uh, man, I have various nicknames. If they could, if they could have put all my nicknames that I had in college, <laughs> that would have been a fun fact. Because with a, with a last name like Kirkland, there's so many things you can do with Kirk. Yeah. You know, Captain Kirk. I mean, guys will call me Kurt Dahl, Kurt Van. I even had a nickname of Robocop. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I had GE for Great Pepper. My name just really kind of just flow. Captain Kurt. Kurt. <laughs> I mean, it just flowed with a lot yeah. of nicknames. So I wish they could have named all the nicknames that I had in college. 
That's great. That's great stuff. So you, you mentioned, you know, kind of see, you know, being familiar with baseball cards as a kid. Did you did you collect baseball cards or football cards or basketball cards as a kid? Did you have a collection of your own at any point? You know, I never had a collection, but what I used to do, though, was I read a great deal about different athletes, and that was my favorite thing. My, we had the old encyclopedias back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and one day I just uh, I started reading the bios of all these different people, and one of my favorite books to this day was, I don't know if most people remember this, was Jerry West wrote a book called Basketball My Way. It was my brother's mm. book. I learned so much history from Jerry West about, and during his era, about all the players. And he had so many great pictures in that book. And and so when, later on when I went to college, and I started calling out names like Gil Gidrup and oh, yeah. um, Connie Hawkins <laughs> yeah. and like that, <laughs> none of my teammates had a clue <laughs> what I was talking about. They, they were looking at me like I was out of my mind. And really, <laughs> awesome it's 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 great you bring that up like i i love print obviously i write for magazines i I love print media it's just there's just something to be said to have literally have a book in your hand and to read it and flip through the pages like you see like you said the the facts the the great pictures you know it's kind of lost in today's society with technology and everything but there there really is something to be said that to be holding and reading a good book right oh yeah you know because i really think people still enjoy uh, a good story yeah even when you talk about the, if you talk about the media, the the stories that really get me and the, the reports are the ones that tell the story of the person, mm-hmm. of the human being, and how they, and how they take it, what's hilarious to them and what's serious to them, and what brings them to tears. And I think a lot of time, you know, I really think, especially on most sports shows, it's it's the same old same old. So, you know, back to your illustrious career, like we said, you know, 11 seasons, nine with Pittsburgh, one with Seattle, one with Philly, you know, two-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, uh, two-time Steelers MVP, which I'm sure some people may not realize, 90s All-Decade team. I mean, you, you know, the list goes on and on with the accolades. What what one accolade from your career are you most proud of? Wow. <clears throat> I have to say being inducted to the Ring of Honor yeah. at Clemson. Which, you know, they put your name on the stadium, and supposedly they're supposed to retire your jersey. I don't know if they're going to do that, but <laughs> that was a great honor. That blew my mind to know that, uh, and I tell people this all the time, really to have the last. 
last name on there because that represents my family legacy. That represents my dad and my mom. Who, Absolutely. Who gave uh, blood, sweat, and tears to me. It represents my my high school head coach who was the first one to tell me that he thought I could go to another level. It represents my brothers and sisters, my nieces and nephews, and um, future family to come. So mm. that's the coolest thing about that accolade. Absolutely. It's, it's up in public, and it's up in the building. I think, <laughs> I think everybody kind of would like that in some sort of way. So that, and honestly, another one is probably all decade team of the night. Yeah, that's that a big was, one. <laughs> said with all those accolades I have to ask do you have a do you have an office do you have a man cave where you have you know your own memorabilia your own you know posters pictures autographs the whole nine do you you have a a little space where you have kind of like your own your own goods on display I guess Uh, well yeah I I have a space I can tell you what my favorite picture is yeah stuff so one last thing before i let you go it seems like it in in today's day and age the the jersey swap is, has become a huge thing do you wish that guys kind of exchanged gear you know as a sign of respect and things like that back in the day or maybe did they and you know some of us aren't aware of it i guess Back in the day, but you know. 
that would have been cool. So, uh, yeah, I, I like that they get Yeah, you mentioned Emmett. He seemed to be a huge collector. He kept everything somehow. They were doing that. Peyton's places on, ES, on ESPN this past season. He has, like, storage sheds of every touchdown ball he ever had and helmets from, you know, it's, it's he had a ridiculous amount of stuff he got to keep. <laughs> So, really fun interview with LeVon. Uh, like he mentioned, he's a voracious reader, and he was a man who kind of acquired knowledge. Like he said, he didn't really collect cards, but he would read bios of players, whether it be Jerry Rice or guys that guys that he kind of admired coming up, as you can imagine, you know, the great defensive players of, of that era. And like we said, he was the, the most poignant moment of the interview, the funniest moment to me, and we mentioned him being an underrated stealer. And he said... <laughs> He would walk outside and walk by people that had his jersey on and not know they walked by him. How fun! Like that's just hilarious. I mean, not. He said it was humbling, which I totally understand that. But you imagine walking outside, you know, you know the the, the Steelers, you know, stadium, or walking downtown Pittsburgh or anywhere and seeing someone wearing your jersey and not knowing they just walked by you. That's 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 uh. Pretty interesting. Of all fact. of all the people not to know, yeah. you know, the the largest, most intimidating, you know, gentleman on the field. Good. Yeah. yeah, but I, I guess that can happen in more in football than any other absolutely. sport. Absolutely, absolutely agree. And like like he mentioned, and we talked about it that not not being a big collector, but he has an office, and like he had mentioned that that one picture, and I I found it and added it to the piece. This is also on Sports Collectors Daily. Shout out Sports Collectors Daily. Um, the piece is, is live on there and it has been for some time, but I found the picture and it was just, it wasn't like an official team shoot, but it was like an official picture of, you know, Kevin Green, of Greg Lloyd, of LeVon Kirkland, of Chad Brown, just like that perfect moment in time picture, you know, like you might have one from high school or college, but that it was just that perfect moment in time. And he said he has it hanging in his office. I actually spoke to Chad shortly after that and he remembered how important that image was to them. So that was just a cool kind of, kind of bringing it all back around. But like we always do, buy it now. Again, Levon obviously wasn't big in the hobby. You can find his stuff very reasonably priced. Uh, their autographed jerseys and mini helmets, you know, in the hundred hundred fifty dollar range, probably get them much cheaper than that. You know, autographed cards and rookie cards for a couple dollars. Again, not not a huge, you know, factor or figure in the hobby, but you know. Not everyone is. That's that's the fickle beast of of sports cards, John. Yes. What do you, what do you think? What do you got? Fickle, fickle beast. That's it a. Is. That is a. Is. That would that would probably be my uh, my new fight name if I was <laughs> the fickle beast. Um, <laughs> the fickle beast. Right. John yeah. Malacus. So I love yeah. It. But I, again, I a guy it. like Levon Kirk. He's a you know he's a player's player. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. a he's the hardcore fan you know kind of guy. You know, not somebody who was flashy, but, you know, you knew you were in for it, you yeah. know, when you lined up across from him. And you still, like, you know, we, we make it to a Steelers game or two a year, and, and 
there's just a, a wide variety of, of jerseys when you walk in the stadium, and he is still you still see that 99. You know, you'll still see a handful in every game. So, you know, the, the love is there, just not in the hobby, but the love is definitely there for for Levon. So, I think we're gonna wrap up the Levon Kirkland episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We have uh, a fun one for you next time around. Guy from the U, Johnny V, will be back to talk about Benny Blades.